0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back to your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns Hump Day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Throw ahead and th- go ahead and throw a follow. DMs are always open. The show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. We're going to talk some cornerbacks here tonight, I, and the Browns are certainly going to need more, a bunch here, going into the twenty twenty one NFL season. We're going to go through the free agent list. Uh, I hate to be the party pooper, but this may be. Me, pooping on the party, so to speak, here as far as free agent cornerbacks. And then we're going to have Corey Kinnon join us for the final two segments as we talk day one, day two cornerbacks, and day three cornerbacks in what looks like a loaded, loaded cornerback class for the 2021 NFL Draft. Similar to what we did last evening where we talked everything about J.J. Watt. If you didn't check out the Edge episode, check that out last night. Also, check out Mock Draft Monday. Uh, with Pete Smith uh, as we put that out on Monday as well. Always, always go ahead, check it out. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, subscribe, rate, and review. Free agency-wise, there's some names out there this year. There's just no way around it. I know everybody wants to talk about Marsha- uh, Marshawn Lattimore and a possible trade. I don't believe this Browns front office is going to give up assets and pay a lot of money you have to keep in mind with Denzel Ward and his impending extension, that will probably be the big contract focus of the cornerback room. I think they're going to be smart and diligent with their money. There's going to be money spent more towards the defensive line. Probably not so much. Maybe Levante, David, if they can make that happen at the linebacker position and maybe one contract at the cornerback position and that money will be going to Denzel Ward. They're going to, you know, Divvy this money up by positional groups. Look, Patrick Peterson, once one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, on the free agent market this year. No denying the player that Patrick Peterson is. We're not sure that, I'm sorry, was. We're not sure the player that Patrick Peterson necessarily is anymore. AJ, Boye, Richard Sherman, more of the same. What you're going to be looking for is you're going to be looking for players who can play the nickel. It is the most difficult spot cornerback wise for a player to play as a rookie. You don't want to throw a young man out there in the difficult position where, you know, maybe they are on a hash mark and they have the short side of the field and you go against a Cole Beasley who juice you and then is, you know, beating you to death through the wide side of the field. Brian Poole from the jets, certainly a name that draws a lot of attention for me. I know Stephen Thomas has brought this name up as well, but these big name outside corners, Terrence Mitchell, Kevin Johnson, You know, thank you for everything you've done. I don't think either will be back. But I do look at a player possibly playing the nickel. And I've gotten to know this player well um, over the process. I spoke with him. I literally spoke with Sidney Jones moments after he blew out his Achilles at his pro day back at UW back in the day. Didn't have to participate. Did, blew out his Achilles. His career to this point has not been that great. Um, it's not really, you know, come to fruition the way he wanted it to. Uh, I still talk to Sidney Jones to this day. I love Sidney Jones. I'd love to bring him here in a in a New York minute. Um, if you're looking to possibly bring in a starting outside cornerback, his former UW uh, teammate Kevin King. Um, you know, he's had some injuries in the NFL. Kevin King. I've always been a big fan. I actually got to interview him a week before you know his draft. Um, He brings length, uh, you know, injuries are a concern. Again, um, he's willing to tackle. He's willing to get his nose dirty. But you go through this class, you know, um, whether it's Ouzia from Dallas, he's an interesting, interesting guy. You can maybe kick him inside. Uh, And then it's just you look at these type of guys and, you know, what's going to go on. You know, Jason Verrett is a player I've always loved. Could probably get him on the cheap. But again, another play with a high injury history. I'm not sure the Browns are essentially going to go this route with the fact that, you know, Denzel Ward, I think they're comfortable in understanding of the fact that Denzel Ward, as talented as he is, misses some time. But it puts, you know, this team in a tough position because, you know, you're looking for health, you're looking for sustainability at any positional group. You know, you look at another guy, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, Akilo Witherspoon from San Francisco. And San Francisco's going to have a bunch of defensive backs. There's going to be that question of whether or not, you know, Joe Woods is going to fight for some names that he's been around in the past. Certainly possible, and we'll see how it plays out. But uh, I'm not sure it's exa- uh, exactly within the Browns' you know best interest. Shaq Griffin from Seattle, what would the cost be? Uh, I would do it in a heartbeat if the money was right, if the money was tangible. You love the length, you love the size, you love the fact that he's, you know, able to get. Physical, but you're not guaranteed it's essentially going to be a fit financially for what you know the Browns are looking. And with such a deep class at the cornerback position, which we'll get to a little bit later with Corey Kinnan, you don't maybe want to overspend when you can get similar players on the chief. I mean, on the chief. Desmond King. Uh, this was a player we talked about a ton. You know when he was you know put on the market by the Chargers, ended up in Tennessee. I love Desmond King. Um, I love the intangibles. I love the intelligence. I love the versatility. Question would be again price because um, you when you're looking for Joe Woods' defensive scheme and philosophy with his defensive backs, he wants a whole bunch of guys that can play similar, and certainly a guy like Desmond King could come into that. He can be a cornerback. He can be a safety. Hell, he can even return some punts if he absolutely needed him to. So I don't think necessarily what the Browns are looking for or you know what's going to quench their thirst is going to come from the free agent market. Again, Denzel Ward's going to get an extension. The Browns and this uh, De Podesta philosophy is going to focus more on getting after the cornerback especially when you can pay similar players at corner cheaper money. It's, it's just good business. It is the you know a- antithesis of what the analytic and an analytic regime is. They're not going to break from this, especially with the success they had in year one. We're going to get to Corey Kinn in here in a second. We're going to talk day one, day two cornerbacks. We're going to talk some day three cornerbacks coming back. Right after this, just because the NFL and college football is over, doesn't mean sports wagering should end for you. If you truly want to continue with it, that's where Bet Online comes in. Again, there is only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust: BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On for your fifty percent. Welcome bonus. NCAA basketball is going to conference tourneys. It's going to the NCAA tournament. NBA basketball, NHL, MLB is just a few weeks away from going. Prop bets on the NFL draft. NASCAR, whatever you need to whet your appetite, bet online is there for you. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code on. To receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit, bet online. Your online sports book experts. And we're back. And as I said, uh, you know, after we gone through some free agent cornerbacks, and look, there's some names out there, and I know everybody's excited for Stephon Gilmore and a certain cornerback from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, but the Browns are going to have to be wise with this money. And it's going to be a question of, you know, how they're going to essentially stack it. There's going to be money invested to almost every positional group. And, uh, you know, with Denzel Ward and the impending extension coming, and the fact that this looks to be, and I can see Corey smiling, because even when I reached out to him about this, Corey Kinnan is joining us, folks, by the way. Um, and he is ready to roll this evening. This is a fantastic cornerback class. And this is where it gets interesting as the years have gone on. I mean, we've talked so much about the wide receiver group. Oh, this wide receiver class, this wide receiver class. Well, guess what? Um, It kind of coincides with, well, these cornerbacks in college are either getting better or they're just going to get erased. And this is a solid group. Um, Corey, first off, um, I appreciate you joining here. And let's see here, Corey. We're about, what, seven, eight weeks away? From the 2021 NFL Draft, A. How are you holding up? B. Are you are, are you going to be there? Are, are you going to make it to the finish line, bro?
0: I would love to be there, so I need to figure that out. If they're still going to hold it in Cleveland, what it's going to look like? But I would personally love to be there uh, if I'm alive and awake. Um, <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying, so- Corey. Are you going to make it? Are you are you nutrition enough? Are you getting enough in your body on a daily? Because Everybody gets so excited when they say, Oh, seven weeks, six weeks, five weeks. And then there's so many of us are like, Oh my God, there's still so much left to do.
0: I've got all the coffee and beer that I need. So we should be good to go. Um, (laughs) But we're getting there under 60 days. So
1: getting there. It's crazy. It's crazy. And you know, as much as we talk about nothing goes faster than the NFL season, um, it almost seems nothing goes faster than the NFL draft process because, you know, once it's time and it's official and, you know, normally we have those milestones, you know, senior bowl, combine. And with those things not being part of it this year, it, it almost seems like we're losing time, which we all certainly are. Everybody is. Uh, but Corey, you know, as I had mentioned here when we opened up this segment, um, you know, Denzel Ward's got an extension looming um, and the Browns are going to have to be careful and tight with money. And for a second year in a row now, It seems kind of like what the NFL draft is bringing kind of lines up with just exactly, necessarily, with what the Cleveland Browns need. Um, I've been running through, you know, once a week with these mock drafts and you do the simulators and, you know, you can get cornerback value. You can drop from 26. You don't have to drop a ton. Can it still pick up assets, still pick up cornerbacks? Um, there's probably five, six names possible for round one. So when you're drafting in the 20s, that certainly looks like a fantastic option here. Uh, but let's go through here. We're going to talk a little day one, day two, then we'll come back third segment, go to day three, because I believe this is a market the Browns are going to be heavily invested in because it's just going to be more bang for the buck type of approach that they're going to go with this year. And they did it last year, but this year they're going to do it where they're not necessarily going to have to pay a ton of money to these guys
0: yeah yeah so i the whole trade or sign a, a corner thing is funny i mean it's the position to spend big money at but if you look at the payout that denzel ward is about to get i would i would suggest it's probably coming this summer i don't know if you can pay more than one guy that kind of money so the trade for latimore is funny i i don't see them double dipping for a day two asset plus 15 plus million or whatever it would cost to resign him
1: but he went to Ohio State, Corey. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah, well, <laughs> you already got one this of those. Is dozen not lie It'd
1: be fantastic. But the same problems everybody wants to complain about the wide receiver position of $30 million. When you're lacking somewhere else, what's going to be the response when you say, oh, well, we're paying $32 million to two cornerbacks? Right. And so that brings you to the draft. Um, day
0: one or day two? First two rounds, it's going to happen. Okay, maybe third round. But they're definitely not leaving the second day without a corner. Uh, so when we look at the corners, the dream at 26, I don't see them trading up. Not at all. Not, that's not going to happen. So it's whoever's going to fall in their lap is who they're going to go for. The dream would be the son of a, of a former New Orleans Saints wide receiver with the flip phone in the end zone. But the odds of J.C. Horn falling to 26 are as slim as they get, I think. Um, but – the good news is is right around that like late day one, early day two are like you hear six or seven different names of who somebody's C b four through C b six are. It's congested. Flavor of the week yep, it's the flavor of the week, so those names are going to fall to twenty six, they're going to fall to forty to forty five to fifty, even to fifty five to sixty if the browns want to trade back and they don't want one of them at at twenty six if the value's not there. so they're going to have somebody fall in their lap. You could argue that the cornerback class is is deeper, so you should go edge first round and come back and get your guys second round because there'll be more guys on the board. But is cornerback the kind of position you want to just dabble with, or is it a a place that you really want to heavily invest in and heavily get your guy? Um, But man, yeah, there's there's some names I'd take day one. Um, Maybe two of them I would take day one that would realistically be on the board. And that would be Eric Stokes from Georgia or Ifatu Malafonwu from Syracuse are about the only two. Because you're not going to get certain, you're not going to get Farley, and you're not going to get Horn.
1: No.
0: So those are about the only two. Greg Newsom from Northwestern is getting a lot of steam. But He's he one, where, he's one where
1: it's interesting because it's big draft. When big draft starts floating these names out, it's not because of film work. It's because of what they're, being, what they're hearing and what they're being told. Right. But he played three
0: games last year. He's missed games every year he's played all three years. He's been in college at Northwestern. And so when you look at the cornerback room already, where Ward misses games and Greedy hasn't played in a year and a half, it's like, is that, is that your flavor of what you're going for either? Um, We're right back to
1: Robert Jackson is starting a playoff game. <laughs>
0: right. Right. So I don't think they'll, they'll value nickel as high to take somebody like Aaron Robinson or Elijah Molden in the first or second round. Um. But when we start to talk about guys who could be there on day two, Melophon where Stokes could fall there. Uh, Stokes running mate is still highly intriguing to me. Tyson Campbell had some took a beating at the catch point this year, planning the SEC. But there's no doubt in my mind that Tyson Campbell is still probably the most athletic, maybe sans Farley, maybe other than Farley, but the most athletic corner in this class. He's twitched up. I think he does a good job at the line of scrimmage. I think he's got really active feet. I think he stays in phase down the field. It's just his ball skills aren't quite there. And is that something you think you can you can teach and you can improve at the NFL level? If it is, you take a chance on, a, on an extreme athlete like that. Uh, I think he fits what the Browns are probably looking to draft in a corner. Um, Asante Samuel Jr. is another guy who might be there on day two as well. Um, so those are the options I would say on on day one and day two. There's also Kentucky's... Kelvin Joseph,
1: um, who is one of the flavors right of the week now.
0: right now. But yeah, I mean, people want to put him flag. top
1: 30. There's people who are still like he's a day three prospect. Right, right. I think he's a
0: second-round guy. Uh, I've heard a lot of off-the-field concerns with him as well, that he was basically told to opt out the rest of the season. Um, some he's things like that. Even a much.
1: player of that stature ends up at Kentucky, but yes.
0: Right. Transferring from LSU. He goes from LSU to Kentucky. So, um well, maybe that doesn't mean much, though, because LSU, but we'll let that one slide. <laughs> right, right. So if we're talking strictly outside the number corners and we're not dipping into nickels at this point, I would say day one, Horn, maybe Stokes, maybe Melifonu. Maybe Stokes and Melifonu fall to day two if we're going into day two, early day two. Um, Newsome, Samuel Jr., um, and Joseph are the other names, and Campbell. I would, I would love Tyson Campbell if they found a way to get him at not a first-round value.
1: Well, I think the thing is you're looking and you understand, you know, with Denzel Ward, I think you understand there's going to be missed time. And I don't think they care. I I think they're totally okay with it. But the other thing is, is, you know, Denzel Ward, the one thing he's not is he does not bring size to the position. So you're, that's something you're going to look for. You know, Baltimore, who knows what their plan is at wide receiver. They still don't have one yet. Uh, They think they want big guys. Then they think they want Hollywood Brown. Um, You know, you look at Chase Claypool with Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, it's going to be its turnover, but you're talking T. Higgins now. You're talking Tyler Boyd uh, somewhere, some way and T. Higgins obviously isn't you know short in stature. Um, you, you're going to want one of those type of bodies to match up with some of these guys. Um, guys, this is why I, I love bringing Corey in um, the energy there. Um, And I guess the coffee uh, is getting him through this draft process. Um, And, you know, again, for all of us, it's, you know, it's just a delayed weird, weird process for all of us who do this year in, year out. We thought last year was weird. Doesn't hold a candle to what we're going through this year, but it's going to make it all the more interesting for everybody when we actually get to sit down and watch this all unfold in late April and hopefully in Cleveland, we're going to get back here. We're going to talk a little bit of day three because, you know, as I had mentioned last night when we did this about edge players, this is somewhere I truly believe that this is, you know, something the Browns are going to double dip in. So we're going to get to all that more, a little bit more on the latest Loft on Browns with Corey Kennedy. The Improved Bill Bar is even more deliciouser. Currently, and yes, this is tease, 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors currently, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, Lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Court. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Bill bar is great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They are great with the keto diet. The play, flavor profile for your cookies and cream bar: 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net. Carbs. Corey, you should check these out for like those 1045 when you're like, you know, trying to make it through another prospect. Go ahead, check it out. Best part about it is, Corey, go to Biltbar.com. Use the promo code locked on. I'm sorry, locked on 20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, the promo code locked on 20 for 20% off at Biltbar.com. Corey, now we get to the interesting part. And you talk day three, and when you get to this, and this is where, you know, it's traits, it's athleticism, it's we understand he's not good at this yet, but can we work around that, which turned into a selection of Donovan Peoples-Jones last year. It turned into Harris. It turned into Harris and Bryant, where you're finding one thing that you think and say, look, if he can just do that and we can expand a little bit on something, And this is what you're going to have to do here. Why? You don't want to end up with the Robert Jacksons. I mean, I absolutely love Tavier Thomas for what he does, but it may be time where the cost and the rubber's not going to meet the road. You know, we really like the way he plays special teams, but we're strapped. Everybody's strapped. Are we going to pay a cornerback $2.5 million, who essentially we don't ever want on the field, but he's great at special teams. These are tough decisions that are going to have to be made in a strange year like this. So this is where you start looking for guys who have experience and most defensive backs at some point have experience playing specials. but you know hey, when we call their number, are they going to be ready to go? You know and this is you know whether it's a small school guy and you want to coach him up, whether it's a guy who played big time competition, you know whether it's you know ACC, SEC, and it didn't always go his way, but you know if you throw him out there, at least you're going to get a fighter's chance. But day three, which for all of us in and look, if you guys don't understand this by now, so many of us who do this, we all love the process. And you guys all get excited about day one. You guys all get excited about day two. And I talk about this all the time with Jeff Risden, where our juices get flowing is day three. Because you know there's you know, you know there's warts, you know there's nicks and knacks of a player's game, but you hit on a round four, a round five, or round six pick. A number one, it's house money, but A number, one, A number two, it shows the diligence and the work that people within your building have done with said kid. And, you know, this is one the Browns loved last year about Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I, we, I talked with Jeff Risden the morning of day three, and we had both, you know, had heard, you know, the Browns had significant interest in Donovan Peoples-Jones. And it may have been early on day three, but it, the name was never coming. And the Browns were just like, well, okay, right, fine. Round six, if nobody's going to take the guy. We'll take him. But day three, the most fun part, and this is where you, you know, the players and you know the Browns. It's not really going to be players with off the field type of stuff. It's going to be all right. Well, he can do this. If he can do this, we'll work on the rest. But if he can do this, we've got a role for him right now.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So looking at day three, a lot of the deep guardrails tend to go down a little bit when you get to day three of the draft as well. So they're not yes, really sir. too interested. They don't really care too much about age at that point or don't care too much about production at that point. But if somebody's got traits and they're still on the board and they think they can fit, the Browns are going to probably take a look. Um, so when we're looking at day three corners, um there's a really interesting guy he's a redshirt senior um coming out of minnesota this year though benjamin st juiced um who had a really impressive senior bowl a uh, really impressive season altogether with minnesota he's a pretty big dude too so he there's a chance he might slip in because he's starting to rise here at the back end but six three, two hundred 200 pounds and he moves well um so whenever you can get guys with length and who can move well um those are always p- people that that teams who want to run a lot of bump and bump and run coverage are gonna gonna look to add um so that's a big name that would stick out to me a second name kind of in that same vein and he's a bit younger um but he really hasn't caught on at all yet um coming out of oregon state is nashon wright um so Did he's six coming
1: out of oregon state not just a quarterback but a little bit all over and it's kind of spread yeah. out
0: yeah yeah next year they got a linebacker i'm really interested in too. Uh, but nation right so he's six four 188 pounds so he's probably got to put a little bit on his frame um but for me he seems like the gem of this class like i'm on the draft networks prospect ranking boards and he's sitting at 404 overall on their board right now but to me that's a that's an early day three pick if you think he needs some polish but you see the traits and he's young i mean why is that not worth a fourth round pick um so those are kind of the two longer dudes. Uh, Keith Taylor is another longer physical guy at the line of scrimmage out of Washington um, that I think they, they could take a look at. Elijah Moulton's getting all the, the 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 praise out of Washington right now. It seems but, like
1: Washington has two cornerbacks in the draft every single season.
0: Yep. One who's a, a hybrid nickel and one who's a big body dude yep. who is kind of, yeah. So that's the same Jones, way Kevin here.
1: King years ago, Byron
0: Murphy, the names go on and on and on. Yep. Yep. And so, uh Keith Taylor is that second guy from Washington this year as well. (laughs) Um, So as far as guys who could potentially develop starter traits, those would be the three. But you could take a pick anywhere here. of of guys who could potentially contribute on special teams you could take i mean there's antonio phillips from Ball state who who's been really productive in the mac but he's you know he didn't get a a chance to go to the senior bowl and he really hasn't got a lot of looks um zeke mcpherson out of texas tech another guy who's been kind of i've heard his name buzz a little bit um i mean there's there's places to go um on day three of the draft as well so i don't know if you're going to find tremendous starter value outside of a name or two on day three in this corner class.
1: I don't think, and I also think this is not the position they're in. Um, You know, they have maneuvered this roster, managed this roster well enough where it's, you know, they can hit on this early and then it's going to be, you know, well, we really like this guy. We want him in the fold. And, you know, look, it's not going to be big time reps early, knock on wood, obviously. Um, But it's, it's bringing guys in that you think can fit within a Joe Wood system. What we did see last year is they were looking for, you know, they didn't care so much about mass, but it was length. Um, you know, Kevin Johnson never really got the opportunity they were hoping for. But what they liked about him was, is there was length to him, there was size to him, and you know that's going to be this type of thing that's going to go on. And as far as free agency, my honest belief is, is they would look more for a nickel corner in free agency, and that price tag would maybe be appealing to them as opposed to saying oh, uh, well, let's see if Patrick Peterson's got one more random at $10 That's not the way smart people conduct business.
0: Nickel is an extremely hard position to come in and play right away as well as a rookie. So if yeah. you're playing a nickel, it's different from playing the boundary. Hey, here's really Cole Beasley. Go lose
1: your soul on third and seven and get embarrassed on national television.
0: Right. You have to try to leverage one side of the field while also realizing you have a hell of a lot of the other side of the field to be ready to play as well. Uh, you have to be pretty nuanced in, in man and zone coverage. Uh, be able to to turn and run over the top and show some, show some range as well. So nickel is an incredibly nuanced position that that it's very hard to step in right away and succeed. So the free agent market is 100% uh, the right way to go there and, and the smart way to go there as well.
1: well. Corey, before we let you go here, obviously you've been hard at work here the last couple of weeks. Anybody, prospect-wise, position-wise, who started to catch your eye here over the last couple of weeks where – you know, look, I mean, we all sit around on Saturday, be lazy, stinking bums, watch a lot of college football. But then it's going back to digging deeper. Give me a name or two over the last couple of weeks who's, you know, really caught your eye. And, oh, my God. I love the big pen you use. I'm more of the black fan, but that was, yeah, oh, by all means. Yeah, that's a gem. Um, but give me a name or two, Corey, who's really caught your eye as you start to dig a little bit deeper over the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I'll give you two. So, one, I have a new candidate for potentially. Potentially 26th overall, Um, although Stefanski did come out and say that that Grant Delpit looks great, but if the the Browns do decide to go free safety at 26, uh, Treven Merrig of TCU, uh, I watched him But you're still not
1: paying anybody at the safety position. That's the joy of it. You can ride this for at least a year. I don't think Ronnie Harrison's going to command big-time money when you get into a three-safety rotation, but Joe Woods? Joe Woods is looking at what you said right now. We're going, all right, Corey, I'm with you. Thanks for for getting my back, Corey. And what I love most is if you have a rangy free
0: safety who also shows great technique and great fluidity and off-man coverage.
1: Disguising everything. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Yes.
0: I don't need him to be a box safety. I don't need him to play close to the line of scrimmage. But if you can play eight yards off the ball and still stand like break for break with tight ends or with potentially slot receivers if you're pushing out to the nickel a little bit, and you show the range to, to, to cover half a field over top as well. Welcome in. Welcome in. Um, so that's definitely one guy. I, I've loved Elijah Moore as well. I really liked his tape uh, watching wide receivers. But I'll go um, with another. So Jeremiah Owusu-Kormo is obviously a really hot name for Browns fans. He's not going to be there at 26. Uh, so they're going to have to get creative with, with how they're going to address You know, these See, but he's so assets.
1: similar to Simmons last year. The key is, do you have the defensive coordinator that's going to know what to do with him? Because you don't bring him, if you're going to just make him a traditional linebacker, then leave him alone. Don't touch it. Don't draft him. But the other thing is, and I remember talking about this with Matt Bowen last year, a former NFL safety, is how do you take that player and put so much on his plate as a rookie and say, look, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. And it always goes back to me with reggie bush coming out look reggie bush was one of the most fantastic prospects to ever come into the nfl draft but you have a team in place well how do you say well he's going to do this he's going to do this and, and do everything but it's well you already have a bunch of other players in place so it makes it really difficult to fit him in look i love the kid i hope i i think he's going to succeed but it may not be year one and for browns fans you say oh well this is the linebacker we need if you're going to draft him at 26 for him just to be a linebacker, then don't do it because it's a waste because he can do so much more.
0: Right, right. For what it's worth, I do think they're going to transition to nickel and dime. Hopefully. I mean, that would be the, the dream, um, but, but he's going to be gone anyway. JOK is going to be gone anyway. Uh, and so I start looking deeper at these, you know bigger safeties who might
1: be hanging around late day similar two, early day three. Uh, and this so that? this is what we used to do years ago doing draft shows. If I can't get this here, what can I get similar to that a little bit on down the line? Right. And so if I can't get JOK at twenty six,
0: then I will absolutely take a really hard look at Jacoby Stevens at the end of day two mm-hmm. or early in day three from lSU um. So he's listed as a safety, but most of his success comes from, you know, short area zone coverages, um, curl to flats, uh, cover one robber where he's working downhill playing in the box a little bit of nickel work uh, but he can, he can he can flex out and, and and show his ability to to erase some tight ends as well so if i can't get jok at 26 then i don't think that the drop off in what joe woods is going to ask second level to like fringe third level defenders to do is going to be that steep to where you can still find value in in a day three player um or late day two player like jacoby stevens out of lsu um uh, So I really enjoyed his tape. I I didn't like it at first, but the more I kept watching, I was like, Oh, I can, I can, I can get down with this. And so it was kind of a slow burn for me, but um, definitely works downhill in a hurry and and it can move laterally pretty pretty well as well. Um, So Jacoby Stevens is a dude that I'm really interested in right now as well.
1: And the thing is, is when you're talking about what the Browns are interested in, especially with, you know, past the defensive line, it's versatility. What can you do? It's not just, you know, one thing because, they want to be able to mix and match, and you play such a diverse when you have to deal with the Ravens twice a year, but then you have to also deal with the Steelers and Cincinnati where they are you know, quarterback-driven. And Baltimore, yes, they're quarterback-driven, but it is so much different because their most effective ball carrier is their quarterback. You need versatile players who can run. Uh, they are willing to tackle. They're willing to get their nose dirty. It, it's going to be a fun ride, and I, I truly believe that this class has a lot of what the Browns need. And I think what they're going to covet. So, which is going to make it all the more interesting. And I I just want to get to March 17th. Can we get this free agency nonsense knocked out of the way? Because the vision is for the guys who are not going to cost money. <laughs> come, you know, late April, he is Corey Kitten. Um, I will continue to push Corey. Um, you know, obviously we were doing some things and we'll just leave that um, over the summer. um, I believe everybody's on to greener pastures. Uh, But Corey works his tail off. There's just no way around it. He's killing it over with the first pick. Um, He's dabbled into the podcasting game as well, which I am proud of him for because he should. He should just, you know, I mean, any way to, you know, diversify your portfolio. And I'm just thrilled. I mean, Corey is a younger guy who deserves this. He deserves a spotlight. He is putting in the work. So check everything out with the first pick. He will not be a stranger here in the next coming weeks. Um, a lot of changes coming to Locked On Browns as far as seeing Locked On Browns. Um, and that will be coming shortly. But check out everything Corey is doing at Real Corey Kinnon. Uh I'm proud of him. And i just like to see guys like this who are willing to put it in and get paid, if we're going to go back to the Twitter timeline yesterday, um, and all the rage. Uh, look, don't ever do anything if you're not going to get paid for it that makes you a lapdog. Look, somebody's got money. Uh, I had to bring in an audio intern. I have to pay him to do so. Do not think you were not worth anything. Do not let anybody convince you of that. But make sure you check out all of Corey's work because he's killing it over there. I am Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore uh, LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, make sure you follow him. DMs are open. Uh, make sure you follow him. Corey as well. Show itself. Locked on Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to to podcasts. Subscribe. Rate, review, five-star. Thanks for that, guys. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.